Welcome back to another edition of Sports Business Secrets. My name is Kevin Tarka. I am the founder of Creation Talent Agency, and I will be releasing a new podcast every single day for an entire year that is specifically designed to share the inevitable challenges of the sports business world and how to overcome them. I'm inviting you to join me in real time on my personal journey of representing professional basketball players, traveling the world, and continuously finding ways to battle through the adversity in this competitive industry. The goal is to share as many secrets as I can to help you along your own path to success. Welcome back to another edition of Sports Business Secrets. Today, we're talking with head coach of French basketball team, Vichy Clermont, Guillaume Vizade. And for those who don't know Guillaume, in addition to coaching, he has a background in management, leadership, and marketing. He's worked with the French Basketball Federation for, for many years and outside of the world of basketball. He's actually a marketing and management professor for, for the French business school, ESC Clermont. He won Coach of the Year 2018-2019, and as mentioned, currently he's in mid-season with his French Pro B team, so welcome, Coach. Hi, how you doing? Thanks for so, having me. Yeah, yeah, it seems like yesterday that, that we met at, uh, at NBA Summer League uh, several years back, and although I've not visited France yet um, to your team, it's been fun, fun watching you and your, your squads over the years. Um, so just to begin, I'd like to I like to allow my guests to tell listeners a little bit about um, how they got involved with basketball, maybe earlier in your life, and how you got to to where you are now in a coaching position. Yeah, I, I had a friend uh, who were at the kind of a Christian school. Uh, we were learn, learning Christian education, and uh, they were missing one guy for having a team uh, at like twelve years old. So I've started playing basketball at that age. And uh, I never quit. So it's been now uh, 27 years I've been involved into basketball. Wow. And, and, uh, and for you, during I know you've coached uh, at various different levels, but how important for you has, has education and continuous learning been? I mean, I know, you know you're, you're, it's really interesting to see some of the guests, their educational background. So for you, it's been history, public law, political science, a master's and an MBA, I believe, right? Yeah, that's correct. So, so, so how important is, is continuing education for you, both for basketball knowledge, but also for, for off the court stuff? For me as a coach, I think it's, it's really important because uh, I'm really lucky to have a position as a head coach right now, but I know that that kind of dream job can stop from one day to another. So uh, I need to have all the tools in my life to do something else if basketball or if I doesn't have a, a job anymore into basketball. I do everything uh, every day to keep having my job. Uh, so, uh, But at the same time, it can happen. So you need to be prepared for that. If, if you're an aspiring player and you're listening to that, I want you to rewind it and listen again. Coaches go through that as well. So if you're a player, it's so important for you to have an open mind as to what happens if the ball stops bouncing or you don't get a job. Right. So, so, so that's really, really important to hear that from a coaching perspective too. Um, so from, from your, your role right now, talk about your role as a head coach and what some of your responsibilities are. Um, in our organization, um, it's like, I'm, I, I'm kind of a coach and, um, sports director at the same time because I'm, 
I'm in charge uh, of the scouting, the recruiting, and after the coaching, and uh, for of course uh, organizing all all the practices and uh, and so it, it's pretty much free free sixty degrees around what you you can do uh, in a basketball organization. So it's really challenging. Uh, every day there's a new thing coming coming at us and. At the same time, we are in the season. We also um, getting prepared for what's going next. Next. And and so, do you? This is more of a just a personal question. Do you enjoy some of some of the other responsibilities? I mean, as as you mentioned, in a, in a perfect world or in big, huge clubs, they have many different roles for this, right? So there's going to be a sport director. There's going to be maybe some scouts on staff. You obviously have all of that under your jurisdiction. So do you, do you enjoy some of that as much as coaching? Do you think it helps with you as a coach? Uh, there's a good part of it. It's, it's easier to be on the same page with myself. So sometimes to take decision, it's a, it's a, it's a short way. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, um, especially when we have a lot of games and uh, there's a lot of tension, sometimes the results or, or whatever, uh, it would be better to be perhaps a different person to deal with everything and, and do everything at a better level. Mm, for sure. And, and so talk about that a little bit. As a sport director or a scout mindset, what are, what are some of the characteristics that you look for in players when you want to bring them into your team? Um, we got a... Um, a team in Pro B since a few years now, and we have the particularity to have a, a solid group of French players. So every time I'm I'm trying to get some uh, import, for for example, um, I look really carefully into it. Uh, so I look into rookies. I look also into players who have played one or two years in Europe. But uh, there's like three levels of of scouting for me. The first one is like uh, scouting by stats and trying to have list with uh, some characteristics. So I got a, I make a, f um, a first list with that. It can be, I don't know, like 25, 30 guys per position. And I try to uh, complete it uh, seeing a different leagues, like for example, Israel, uh, Belgium, Leb Oro in Spain, or NCA, I look in NCA too. Also, uh, when I've done that, after I um, I check into the videos, the clips, and also full games, and I try to compare the players in between and make a selection with uh, like uh, like really specific criterias. And when I've done that, after is the more interesting part. I connect with the people I know to get some intels about the 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 people's behavior and uh, knowing knowing more about them, their reaction, how they deal with pressure, how they deal with the life overseas, if they have been overseas already. And um, sometimes I try to cross at least three or four people who have been uh, involved. Uh... Sorry. You're good. good. Yeah, yeah, you're okay. good. Uh, who have been who have been involved with um, uh, with the players? Uh, it's not it's not always easy to have like some solid informations, but uh, when you have three or four people 
even if the um, their former coach uh, give a lot of uh, like good good and really good feedbacks uh, after I try to have some feedback from some opponents also. I want to ask you about that because uh, of course you know a player's agent is going to say yes they're great. Uh, a player's coach is most likely unless they were really bad they're going to say yes of course he can play at the next level. Who, who are other are there certain people that you try to uh, that you try to ask about the player outside of their agent or their coach, or how do you try to how do you try to judge that character? Because of course, those people might be biased a little bit. Yeah, it's it's tough, and after there always be a risk because even if you get some good things about somebody, when you change his environment, you don't you never know uh, somebody's reaction, and you never know how he's going to connect with you, how he's going to connect with the environment. So sometimes uh, we make a lot of research, but perhaps at the end, it won't be a good fit. And, but you have to take risk at the end. Definitely. You know, when you're, when you're talking about any overseas team, there's so many different parts of the algorithm that there's always going to be a risk. But, you know, my job as an agent, your job as, as a coach and as a sporting director is to try and mitigate as much of that risk as possible. And, yeah. and can you can you touch real quick on on the stats? So this is always interesting from different leagues. So for your league, second division of France, and we'll talk about that in comparison to others maybe shortly here. But when you're looking at those 25 to 30 guys originally, and of course it probably depends if you're looking for a guard or you're looking for a wing or a big. What are some specific stats that maybe you look for? Do you you automatically have some benchmarks like 10 points per game or 40% from three or assist to turnover ratio. Are there certain stats for you? Yeah, I, I try to define the role the best as I can. And I, I try to find some guys who, who have already done that job somewhere. And perhaps they can reproduce the same job in a, in a new environment. But I'm trying to, if, I, if, I find, if I'm looking for, for example, a point guard who's going to be the leader of my team who can, uh, shoot the ball pretty well off the pick and roll. I'm going to check the stats on that specific area. And uh, with tools like uh, Instat, for example, of Synergy, you can, you can see that. And you see all the shots of the pick and roll during all the season. You can, you can have the advanced stat of the field goal percentage in that situation. And it helps because you want a guy to do something and you look the guy doing that thing in that situation. So, for example, that's something I'm, I'm looking into it and uh, look a lot of uh, video, video clips uh, about my point guard, James Bateman, uh, who was playing, uh, who is playing for me this year. And, and, uh, and so actually, can you touch on that too? You said something else. So, so video clips and highlights. If somebody says, sends you, hey, hey, coach, you know, watch this guy, look how good he is. Are there some things that make you turn the video off right away? Except of the music, you mean? <laughs> no, that, that, that's 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 one key thing for uh, me too. But outside of outside of the yeah. music, I'm joking. But uh, um, um, I understand that sometimes highlights can are really like good moments, and in two or three minutes. Uh, if, if the guy is producing something good in a league, you can have some really good moments. And sometimes you need that to want to see more. So 
I'm, I'm, it's okay for me if like the, the video uh, is making look the player amazing. Like it's only two or three minutes. And seeing him in the, in his, the best way can give me also a test of a taste of uh, what he can do best. And if you look into look for some leaders, sometimes it's important to to focus on the good things. And after it's my job as a coach to hide something, uh, perhaps defensively, perhaps offensively. If the guy the guy won't be perfect, but the two or three first minutes, you need to say, okay, I want to see more. I want to see half an hour, an hour, a full game, two full games, three full games. And, and after, perhaps, we can go closer for, for uh, a decision. Good to know. Good to know. So we talked a little bit about what you look for in players. Can you talk a bit about France Pro B? And one of the, one of the most difficult parts for me as an agent is try to educate players in the States. Um, or, or let's say one of the common misconceptions is basketball is all the same, right? So if you do well in college, you can go do well in Spain, or you can do well in Belgium, or you can do well in Israel, France. Can you talk a little bit about Pro B and the playing style? Um, and then also maybe touch on some of the some of the limitations you have and like the roster mm -hmm. rules for imports. Yes. So uh, the reputation of the Pro B League is like the perhaps the intensity and the athleticism. And we got three groups of players like i would say we got some uh, youngsters like coming from youth team of pro a or uh, guys who have been uh, um learned from pro a team and we're going to do only one year in pro b they want to they want to show they can do more and we had some like really high level prospects playing pro b the last years and for french for french players it's like a, a good step to go to the higher level and to have already some responsibilities even at 19, 20 years old. So we got a lot of kids uh, like this, for example, this year in Paris, there's a kid named Ismail Kamagate uh, playing the center. He's in some of the mock draft and uh, um, or Begahan also for the same. And so there's some exposure, especially for French players in that league. The second group is, is some a top French player who have played pro A, pro B, and they are solid, they are leaders, and there's a few in, in all the teams in pro B. And after there's the rules for uh, import players, we can have one US player per team and three Bosman Cotonous. So four foreigners in each team at the max. So that's the third group of players for me. So in in my organization, we always work uh, since I'm since since I'm the head coach. We tr we try to have one or two French players to develop, four or five uh, French players who are like the base of, of our roster, and after uh, two or three uh, international players. Yeah, and that's super important for people that are listening one usa player one usa yes. and yes. and so and so how many teams in the league 18 one usa times 18 equals 18 total usa players so this is this is a, a number that not many players in the states understand like that is not many spots so you have to really be 
the best of the best to get one of those positions unless you have a dual citizenship. Um, so, so can you, I mean, what are, what are some types of, or, or maybe some examples of actual players that have had success, whether it's with you or in the league that maybe some listeners can watch film of, or, or maybe relate their game to? Kelvin uh, Anna, uh, Puanga, he has played the EuroLeague after, um, and he has starting in Pro B. Uh, Hollins, uh, the son of the uh, former NBA head coach, have started in Denain, Pro B, playing the EuroLeague right now. For example, for American players, so as a rookie or for a second year, it can be a, it can be a, a good league to show uh, that you can play uh, against high level of uh, intensity, aggressivity, and still uh, do some good things because after um, higher leagues like uh, A1 in Greece or GP Elite in France, BBL or ACB for some perhaps can can see that you can play a, a, in those environments. You're still young, you get a, a high selling, so perhaps they can take a bet on you uh, for the years after. After there's some really high level player they jump directly into those leagues, but it's not the path of everybody. Great. Yeah, those are some great examples. So if you're listening, take a look at some of those players to uh, to see um, if that could be a good step for you. So something that I've noticed from, from studying and conversing with, in quotes, successful people, no matter if they're a coach or if they're in business or they're accountant, whatever, is that they've all faced a certain amount of obstacles and pushbacks at one or many parts of their life. So for you, What's been an obstacle in your life, whether it's coaching or in business-wise, that you faced, and how have you overcome it? Um, I haven't been a, a pro basketball player, so uh, so uh, trying to reach a head coach position uh, is not easy. And I don't think it was my goal at the beginning. And uh, I went step by step. I've been in charge in, uh, for a lot of youth team. And at what at what moment, uh, I was I was really about to uh, quit like that dream of coaching basketball uh, at the pro level and just jump into the business side because I was uh, pretty successful on that side. Also, I, I, um, I was a teacher. I was a teacher at the same time, and I was doing good. But my dream was to be a basketball coach and uh, I wanted to achieve that at least one time in my life to coach a pro team and I've been lucky uh, to have that opportunity uh, by the owner of uh, Vichy Clermont and now it's the is the fourth year so yeah it has been a blessing for me. I can relate to it I can definitely relate you know you, you find these situations where you're not sure if you're going to make it or you're not sure if you're going to get that opportunity but you know, you, you, once you got that opportunity, you obviously have have seized it. And so um, that's definitely a great example for, for people that are listening and, and for people like myself that are kind of ups and downs of the of the journey. So um, as we wrap up here, I know we've talked about a lot of different things. What are some changes that you would like to see in either overseas or in French basketball in the next five years? Oh, um... I think that the French basketball can have a better um, uh, 
be more recognized internationally, like um, the way we develop young, young players, for example, because I think that uh, uh, we are a um, lot of times seen as, okay, you got athletic players, but uh, we, ha we, we have the knowledge, we hear that a lot, like with uh, Eastern Europe or Spain, and, uh, and sometimes there's a lot of criticism about French basketball, French coaches, and uh, French developments. But uh, years after years, we can see that we got a lot, player, a lot of players who are playing the EuroLeague, who are going in, into top European teams, who are playing in the NBA. And, and also when we are looking really deep into the stats, we can see that the French players are the ones who are playing the most in, in their uh, local leagues, yeah, professional local leagues. And for me, it means, it, 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 it means something. And uh, so certainly that we work better than uh, everybody is thinking. Uh, so I hope that in the few years uh, we can have more results uh, on the international stage. Uh, this way can prove also that we are moving forward. Right. And some more recognition. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Great. Well, before we officially wrap up here, I'd like to end with something I call a sports business lightning round. So I'm just going to fire some questions at you and you have to answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Here we go. Favorite color. Blue. Most points that you've ever scored in a game, even if it was back when you were a kid. Oh, yeah, 72. 72. That has to be the record. <laughs> oh my goodness. That has to be the record. I love it. Pizza or pasta? Oh, pasta. MJ or LeBron? MJ, for sure. One of the coolest cities in the world that you've ever been to? Dakar, Senegal. Hmm. What's something that you're really bad at? Uh, soccer. What's one of your biggest strengths? Um, um, I don't know. <laughs> People would tell better than me, but uh, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm focused. Who are three people that have helped you tremendously in your life? Uh, Baba Karsi, who was the founder of uh, the, my, the NGO uh, Giving Back, who have helped me a lot uh, uh, to raise as a coach and uh, helped me run the AAU team uh, during a, a lot of years in the U.S. and introduced me to a lot of people. Uh, so he has been really impactful in my life. Uh, I had a former head coach when I was young uh, named Jean-François Michelet. Uh, he died a few years ago, but uh, he, he was the first uh, coach um, uh, for me in my life. So he, he has been really important. And uh, if I have to uh, find a, a third person, um, I had a, um, a friend, uh, Rashid Mezian, who's a, a head coach in a French women basketball. And uh, we, we got a really strong relationship so we help a lot each other back and forth every week because we're facing the same challenges and sometimes it's really helpful to have someone who is, is in the kind of same path as you are and facing the same challenge but where you can talk freely because there's no judgment and nobody's trying to get your spot or whatever and you can be like 100% sure to have a, a, a true friend and talk about like real subjects. Mm, I love it. What was your first ever job? Uh, I was uh, 
uh, working in a tire manufacturing, uh, Michelin. Great. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Uh, just make people happy. Mm. And a couple more. If, if you could trade jobs with anyone in any industry for one week, who would that be? Um, being an NBA coach for one week. That's a good one. And if you could turn back time and talk to 18-year-old Guillaume, what would you tell him? Uh, just uh, go really hard. Uh, follow your dream. Like you want to be involved in pro basketball. So uh, go ahead. Go perhaps even harder. Uh, and uh, try to invest in yourself, like go to uh, some clinics, travel, meet people, go to see different culture. Um, I, as soon as I have done that, it has opened me, uh, opened to me a lot of uh, different uh, options, like going, uh, going and being in Africa for some times, being in America for some times, being in some places in Europe. Uh, he has been a, like a wonderful journey. That's fantastic. That's, that's one of the biggest ones for me. Traveling to experience new cultures has been um, very beneficial in, in, in my yeah. personal and professional growth, for sure. Well, that's, uh, that's the end of the lightning round. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. I hope the listeners are taking notes. I know they learned a lot about, uh, about France and basketball and your team. And, um, you know, I appreciate uh, the relationship we've had and, and uh, you know, the, the knowledge that you've been able to instill in me. So, we, we appreciate you coming on. Best of luck for the rest of the season. And hopefully we'll be able to get into a gym sometime soon here. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for having me and uh, uh, forget my, my English mistakes. <laughs> no worries. It's, hey, it's much better than my French. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could give it a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're feeling really crazy, you can even share it on social media. As always, if there's a topic you want me to talk about further or a guest you would love to hear on the podcast, just shoot me a message on social media at Kevin Tarka. Thanks again, and I'll see you here tomorrow morning on Sports Business Secrets.